an awesome God. Not because of anything that I have done. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we bless you, Lord, for you are truly worthy to be praised, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving us of our sins, Lord. Thank you for the precious gift of Jesus Christ, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for your, the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask that your Holy Spirit would move in this place today, Heavenly Father. That you give me preaching power to preach to your people the excellent word of God. Lord, uh, let our hearts be receptive, Heavenly Father, to receive your word, Heavenly Father. Uh, in Jesus' name, we pray, amen. amen. How many of us know that the word of God is wisdom for life? And if we apply that wisdom to our lives, it makes us wise. Amen? But what I want to ask you is, where are you putting your trust? Where are you putting your trust? I got a little poem for you. Are you putting your trust in a discounted deal? In a 401k that a CEO steals? Are you putting your trust in a house or a car? In a game, finding fame, or becoming a star? Where are you putting your trust? In arrogant ambition that leads to destruction? In empty ideals that fill your mind with corruption? Where are you putting your trust? In reckless relationships that only bring pain? In sinful addictions that scatter your mind and fry your brain? Where are you putting your trust? In your plans, your dreams, in your career, your vision, in your health, in yourself? Is that a wise decision? Where are you putting your trust? Let's go to the Word of God, Proverbs chapter 3. And we can find out where we can put our trust. Because we just got through saying that the word of God is wisdom for life. And applying the word of God to our lives makes us wise. So it's instruction for living. Proverbs chapter 3. Start with verse 1. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Focal verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. 
In someone else's translation, he said, and he will direct your path. He says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Where are you putting your trust? We know that a relationship requires trust, doesn't it? It requires faithfulness. It requires capability. It requires reliability and truth. How many know you can't trust an unfaithful person? How many know you can't trust an unreliable person? How many know you can't trust an incapable person? And how many know you can't trust a liar? Right? So relationships are built on trust. And what the Lord is asking us to do is to trust in him. We, we do the Bible pledge, right? We say, this is my Bible, God's holy word, God's plan for my life, my guideline for living. You know, we say, there's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide God's word in my heart that I might not sin against him, right? What we're saying is that we're going to hide God's word in the most intimate part of our hearts. Okay? Now, I always come with a poem. I always come with a prop. And here's my prop. This pie represents... Say it represents your heart, okay? You have an outer crust, right? And then you have a crust, and then you have a center. Now, what God's asking us to do is he's saying, trust in me with all of your heart, not part of your heart. But what we want to do is we want to cut the pie up or give him bits and pieces. But he's saying, trust me with your, your most intimate part, because don't you know that Love exists in your heart, right? So when you love somebody, you have a very intimate relationship with them. And the, and the Lord is asking us to have an intimate relationship with his word. So if we're going to hide his word in our hearts, it means that we're going to have a relationship with his word. That we're going to apply it, not just say we know it and read it and study it and then not live it. Right? That intimacy says that what? You're going to have to what? You're going to have to trust him. And trusting means that, you know what, you're going to have to give him your heart. Give him God. Now, I want my heart back, Aaron, now, you know. Is this... See, you have to trust, because why? If you don't feel like you can put him, your life in his hands, you don't trust him. Right? And, it, and it's got to be the most intimate part. So, so you've got dreams, you've got visions, you've got plans for your life. But if you don't trust that God will lead you in a straight path, in the right path, right, where it says trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, right, you'll be tempted to follow your own ambition, your own direction, because, you know, without trust is an element of fear, right? You'll live in fear if you don't trust. So if you got an unfaithful spouse, unfaithful friends, when they're away from you, you're wondering what they're doing. You're wondering if they're plotting your demise, right? Because you need to be able to trust them. And when your heart, is, if you feel like their heart is not with you, if they don't have your best interest, that's what 
the Lord is, is saying, he said that, I've got your best interest. Give me your heart. Give me your most intimate part. I will take care of you. Because don't you know that people have, people are struggling these days, right? Eight years ago, I was in a place where a lot of people are today. They lost their jobs. My plant closed down. But the Lord gave me a preview. He said, you're going to lose some stuff. I'm here to tell you somebody, you might suffer some loss. Trust in the Lord. But you might not see the big picture and lose them. Because why? It's about that obedience, right? If you're going to trust, you may suffer some loss. But in the end, you will see what he had in store for you. But you got to hang with him. Right? You can't, if, if, if the storms of life start raging and you jump out the boat like those other gentlemen did, or see, the storm came, right? The, the storm turned the boat over. One guy stayed with the boat. Left his life, jack, life jacket on. The other guys, they took a chance. They took their life jacket off and tried to swim the shore. They lost their lives. Because they trusted and leaned to what? Their own understanding. Right? The Lord gives us a life jacket in his word. We got to stick with the word and stay with the word. Even when the storms of life come. Right? So what I'm saying, eight years ago I was in that position. I lost my job because the plant closed. He gave me a preview and said, that, you know, you're going to suffer some loss. And in that time, I was seeing that. He was saying, like, I was discouraged and upset with the preview he was showing me. And what happened is he showed me through an example of a newspaper stand. I went to a newspaper stand on a Sunday. You know, Sunday um, newspapers cost $2. And I had eight quarters. And I went to the newspaper stand, and I put some change in the, you know, eight quarters in the, the change slot, and I pulled on the handle, and the paper machine never opened. Okay, and I was like, and I pushed the coin return, I only got a dollar back. And I'm going to tell you, I was hot. <laughs> I, I was not pleased about getting shorted a dollar. Now, I'm going to tell you what I, what I said in my heart. I'm going back to the car. I'm going to get some more change. And when I get into this paper stand, I'm taking two papers. <laughs> okay? So I went back to the newspaper stand with some more change in my hand. Another eight quarters. Put the eight, you know, put the two dollars in, pulled the handle, didn't come out. Pushed the coin return. It, it gave me my two dollars back. But mind me, I'm still short a dollar, and I'm, and I'm not happy about it, okay? So I drive out of my, car, my apartment complex down War Memorial to Sterling. You know, everybody knows where Dunkin' Donuts is uh, on Sterling and Scenic, where you, you, they have a whole um, row of newspaper stands there, the Journal Star, New York Times, Chicago Sometimes, all, all those stands. Well, I passed that up because it was a little bit too busy for me. Okay, I went a little bit farther down the road to it was a Hardee's that was closed. Went to that newspaper stand, got out, got to the newspaper stand in front of it. There was no newspapers in it. I said, man, I guess I have to go back to the place I passed up. That's the one I didn't want to go to. Okay? So I go back there. 
and I get out my car, I walk straight around, I walk past the other newspaper stands, directly to the Journal Star. Now, listen to what happens. My eye goes directly to the coin return slot, where the, the, the coins return. Guess what was in the coin return slot? Not a dollar, two dollars. <laughs> Eight quarters stacked up neatly, waiting on me to get there. So what I'm saying is the preview that he showed me says that, you know what, though you are going to suffer a time of loss, I'm going to take care of you in the end. And, and so what I'm saying now is that that was eight years ago. I'm living that now because the job I lost, the job that I lost, I took, uh, I took quite a cut. So I can't say that I took a $6 an hour pay cut, but I can't say it's a pay cut because why? The place closed, right? When you lose the job, the job's gone. So what job you get next, that's the pay you get. So, but I suffered loss of income. But what happened is, five years later, I, had, I worked that Caterpillar for two years, but it wasn't sufficient income, even though the Lord had provided a bank account that was I had that kept me afloat till then. But I'm losing money. But in the end, right, after I spent my two years at Caterpillar, what God done is the money that I lost, he doubled it. And I'm living that today. So I'm living far above what I ever lost. But you know what? I had to stay with God and weather the storm and stay obedient. So what I'm saying is that, you know, trusting the Lord with all your heart, you might have to go through some tough times. You might have to make some tough choices. You might have to give up some stuff. Right? You might lose your home. You might have to downgrade your car. But if the Lord is speaking that to you, you're going to have to trust him. And you can't jump ship and say that, well, you know, I got to do something my own. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell drugs. Right? I'm going prostitute. Don't you know desperate times cause desperate measures? People get desperate. And they will lose, their, they will walk away from their faith. They say they believe, but when the rubber meets the road and they have to start living this thing, it causes problems. But the Lord says, stay with me, trust me. Trust me with all of your heart, all your desires, all your needs, all your wants. Everything that is important to you that's intimate to your heart, right? You got to trust, trust the Lord with your family, your finances, with your whole entire life. Because we said that the word of God is wisdom for life, right? If we don't apply it, then, then that makes us fools, doesn't it? And, that's not, and, we're, and we're fools by our own choice. Because he's saying that, that live, live this thing. Trust me. Trust me. Put your life in my hands, and I will show you marvelous things. That's what he's asking you to do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Don't acknowledge yourself, right? Because how many of you know 
that the Lord knows more than we do? How many of you know that the Lord knows better than we do? Isaiah 55 and 8 says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. He says, just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so is his ways higher than above our ways, and so is his thoughts higher than our thoughts. So how many of you know you can't trust yourself? Your wisdom, your wisdom is nothing. Your education is nothing. But you're going to have to lean on this. You're going to have to totally depend and rely on God to direct your path. Because as soon as you start relying on you, now I've got to give you another dream. I used to have reoccurring dreams. And, I just, and, and, and what happened is I had a dream about me sitting in the back seat of a car. And what I realized is that there was nobody driving the car. And the car's going down the road. And I was like, oh, I'm in the back seat. Nobody's driving. I better get up in the front seat before the car has a wreck. Now, listen what happened. As soon as I started to climb to the front of the seat, the car started exploding. What God was telling me is, you know, I'm in control of this. You sit back and rest in me. Trust in me. Don't you be trying to take the steering wheel when, I'm, when he's driving. Right? You're going to have to trust him. So where are we putting our trust? We have to learn to put our trust in the Lord. We have to learn to have that personal and intimate relationship with him by hiding his word in our hearts. Because if it's not in our hearts, we can't live it. Right? And we won't remember it. Right? Have you you've been in a class and, and, and they taught you something? As soon as you left the class, you didn't remember a thing. <laughs> what was the teacher talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I think I was asleep. But wisdom for life. We, need to, we want to trust God with all of our hearts. Lean not to our own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path, even when the storms of life are raging. We say, I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord until I die. Until I die. It says that we have to trust and obey, right? Trust and obey. He said, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus is to trust and obey. Amen? Amen. Now, I ain't going to be long today, so. <laughs> so we know that we have, we're going to have to try the Lord to know that we can trust him, right? It's not enough to say that, oh, I believe you, Lord, I believe you. The story about, um, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a fable, but about the man that went across Niagara Falls pushing a wheelbarrow on a tight wire. And he, he made it across, and then he asked, he said, man, do you believe that I can go across Niagara Falls with this wheelbarrow? He said, I believe. He says, well, get in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> oh, y'all a little bit slow on that, huh? 
See, the, the word tells us all these great things. You're like, oh, I believe, I believe. Then he says, well, try me then. Check me out. See if my word is true. Because remember, said that you can't trust the liar, right? But you're going to have to try out the relationship to find out if it's true or not. And that's what the Lord is asking us to do, right? He's asking us to trust him. He's asking us to totally rely and depend on him with everything, with all of our directions, with all of our hopes, all of our dreams, everything. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. We need to develop a personal and intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to make the word of God the Lord of our lives. Okay, and what is the Lord? Master and ruler, right? The Bible says that you can't serve two masters. You're either going to love the one, hate the other, lay hold to the one, or despise the other. So your riches and your fortunes, either you're going to love those things or you're going to love God. Now, if you remember the story, uh, the parable about the, uh, the soils, right? It said that the thorny soils was basically represented a person that had the cares of this life stored up in their uh, the hearts. And what happens is, is that when the word went forth, that when the, the crop come up, that the thorns and the thistles, which is the cares of life, choked out the word so that the word could not be fruitful in your life. So if we're going to trust God, right, that means that what? We can't be holding on to the cares of this life because we're going to have to trust him, right? The word of God has to get top billing in your life, right? Top priority. Because if, it's in, because if the word isn't number one, then something else is, right? So we have to look at where we're putting our trust. And then we have to be honest with ourselves, and then we say, oh, Lord, okay, I've been cheating on you. I've been cheating on you, Lord. I ain't been trusting you. Because I haven't done my part in surrendering my life and my intimacy to you. And we have to have that revealed to us. Because if we don't want it revealed to us, what we're saying is we really don't want an intimate relationship with him. Right? So we have to make the word of God Lord of our lives. We have to love him. We have to obey him. We have to rely on him. And we have to deny ourselves. Amen? Amen. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will Allow him to live in you.
Make him your first priority. Jesus Christ is where you can put your trust. Amen.